0: Before we start this podcast, I'd like to remind you that when you're building your maker business, it's helpful to have both a business plan and a brand strategy. At georgesupplyco.com, I've spelled out all the parts of a brand strategy, including pre-purchase, in-purchase, and post-purchase branding in a free post titled, How to Build a Brand Strategy. You'll find a link on the front page, of georgesupplyco.com welcome to the business for makers podcast brought to you by george supply company each episode we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Shervis. This week we discuss craft shows and have a conversation with Terry from Puddle Pirate Projects about his craft show experience. Well, right now, let's begin with the Business for Makers News Desk. As always, we start with lumber pricing. TradingEconomics.com reports lumber futures have dropped again from $406 to $353 per 1,000 board feet. By the way, that's a 66% drop in prices in the last 12 months. And analysts are expecting it to drop from 353 down to 288 in the next 12 months. The Federal Reserve will likely deliver another 25 point rate hike next week, as persistently high inflation suggests the tightening cycle is not over, despite evidence of an economic slowdown. In social media news, Instagram adds the capacity to display up to five links in your profile bio. According to social media today, Instagram has launched one of the most requested feature updates, giving users the ability to add up to five links in their IG bio, expanding on its capacity to drive traffic. To add multiple links to your IG profile, head over to Edit Profile, then Links, then Add External Link. From there, you can also drag and drop in order to order your links as you'd like them to appear in the app. According to TechCrunch, Instagram and Facebook will force their checkout experience on shops soon. Meta announced today that it will be phasing out onboarding of new shops without checkout on Facebook and Instagram enabled. Beginning April 24th of next year, shops without checkout on Facebook and Instagram enabled will no longer be accessible. This means that shops that direct people to an e-commerce site to complete the purchase rather than allowing people to make the purchase directly through Facebook and Instagram, will no longer be accessible. Meta notes that businesses without checkout-enabled shops will no longer be able to use features associated with shops, including product tagging and posts, and creating new lookalike audiences derived from people who visited a shop. The change indicates that Meta is doubling down on its checkout experience and focusing on being the sole checkout provider for shops on Instagram and Facebook. And we will be back after this message. This episode of the Business for Makers podcast is brought to you by George Supply Company CA Glue. Dries in seconds, forms a permanent bond on a wide variety of materials, perfect for filling knots and cracks, ideal for general use home repairs, and can be used with activator for instant drying. George Supply Company CA Glue is available. All right, we're back. It's that time of year again. Plants are starting to bloom. Shop doors are open to let in the breeze and woodworkers are gearing up for craft shows. You might already be building up your inventory and scheduling your weekends around the spring and summer craft show circuit. We know that you're busy sanding and planing so you have pieces to show off and sell at your booth, but polished pieces are only a portion of a successful summer show. So here's a list of over 30 items you'll need for a successful and profitable craft show operation. First off your sales transaction setup. You know, there's lots of ways to measure the success of a craft show, but at the end of the day, dollars earned is likely one of the most important. And here's what you need to make payments at your booth as smooth as possible one of course cash bring at least a hundred dollars ones fives tens along with a cash box or fanny pack to keep the cash handy and organized bring a calculator with fresh batteries to total purchases while keeping your phone available for other uses and a receipt book is handy for cash purchases to keep track of cash flow and which specific items sold also payment acceptance method. You know, some people may come with a pocket full of cash, but odds are that most people are bringing their debit cards and smartphones. And if they're really tech savvy, their debit cards will be exclusively on their phones. So have your PayPal, Venmo, Square, or other payment methods located conveniently on your phone home screen. Utilize QR codes for an instant, I mean, easy non-contact method of accepting payment. Be sure to post visible signs that you accept credit card payment, including your account information for PayPal, Venmo, Square, or whatever method you're using. If customers are unsure, it's too easy for them to move on past your booth. And depending on your payment method, have the provider's credit card authorization phone number available ensure Wi Fi is available. If you're using a payment device other than your phone, you may need Wi Fi to execute transactions. And if Wi Fi can't be guaranteed, you might want to come prepared with a device that can create a Wi Fi hotspot. And then finally, in this category, a business license or a vendor permit, some events may require your business license or a seller's permit. And for some events, you may be able to use your social security number instead. Next category, booth setup. A beautiful painting needs a beautiful frame. Don't skimp on the actual booth itself. An interesting, neat, and professional booth might be what convince customers to stop by your booth over competitors with the same or similar merchandise. Not only that, but you need to have a few things handy when someone walks up with a piece of yours to buy. So have these ready for your booth. A quality tent or canopy. You know, shelter from the sun and elements is critical. If possible, bring attachable sides in case it's raining. Also, bring some stakes or some weights with rope and zip ties in case you need to hold the tent down in the wind. Make sure you display a banner with your logo, a full-color banner with your shop name and logo hanging over your booth or by your products is going to draw attention of passers-by. Have bins, carts, or dollies. Make transporting inventory from your vehicle to your assigned location as efficient as possible. Folding tables. Bring a table for displaying merchandise along with other merchandise displays, risers or shelves that you could put on your table to create vertical space. Keep products as close to high level as possible by using risers and shelves to raise them above table height. Tablecloths, you know merchandise displays can be as critical as the products you created to sell. Showing your merchandise in a clear, organized fashion with plenty of room for customers to view your products up close is critical. Most U-shape table arrangements allow for two or three tables and use coordinating tablecloth colors on all three to give the greatest impact. By the way, bring clamps and duct tape in case wind requires that you hold down those tablecloths or use fitted tablecloths. Chairs a long day, man. Take every opportunity to take a loan off. Packing materials. You want bags for small items and paper for wrapping large items for transport or gift giving. And finally, in this category, office supplies. Be ready for a retail emergency. You'll need pens, extra tags, tape, scissors, a calculator, and a bag for garbage. The next category is marketing materials. Now, why does your logo have to be limited to just your booth? Including marketing materials with your purchase or even to sell and watch your satisfied customers take your logo and your brand with them as they walk around the store is perfect. Plus, they'll have your information for the next time they're looking to buy. So consider investing in these materials for your show. First, business cards. Handing your customer a business card is the perfect opportunity to continue your business interaction with them even after the show is over. Now bring a paperweight or a business card holder that will keep your materials safe in the wind. Merch and swag. Bring t-shirts with your logo for sale. You might also bring an inexpensive giveaway for customers to remember you, such as a can koozie or a laser-engraved coaster or a wood tag with your logo your potential customer can still support you, even if they aren't taking home that live edge floating shelf they're looking at. It may be the first stage of future business. The next category is personal items. You know, craft shows are a marathon, not a sprint. There's a few supplies you'll need to keep your sanity and your spirit for those long days. Bring weather related prep. Protect yourself from the elements. Sunglasses, sunscreen, a jacket, an umbrella, a fan to keep you comfortable. Bring hand sanitizer. Keep yourself and your customers safe with hand sanitizer or wipes. Bring a phone charger. You will definitely want your phone charged up at the booth. Bring an extension cord in case the power is a distance away. Investing in an external battery pack might also be a good idea. And finally, in this category, bring snacks and drinks, stay hydrated on a hot day with plenty of water and be wary of salty snacks, since these might dehydrate you too. The next category and the final category is business development. Make sure the rest of your business is as prepared as your booth. Now, while your booth may be playing a lead role in the show, you still need a whole crew of supporting roles to help the business thrive and grow. Take the time to update and prepare a few things outside of the craft booth. For instance, a portfolio of your work. You know, not everyone will want to take the time to view your Instagram account. So consider printing photos of your favorite projects and showing various options that you might offer. For custom commissions, you might even consider having wood finished samples. Have an updated website. If you will be referring to potential, we be referring potential clients to your website or Etsy store. Ensure your inventory, your pricing, your photos, and your branding are all up to date. Also in the business development category, advertising. Post a reminder to your customers online to visit you at the event and notify your email or your SMS list of the event and give them an opportunity to view the merchandise firsthand. And finally, in the business development category, an inventory list. You know, the best way to know if your event was profitable is to include a cost of the produce and the goods you, the cost to produce and the goods you, of the goods you sold. So you'll need a beginning and an en- ending inventory to make that calculation. In summary, the craft show is your opportunity to show off your incredible work and your designs. You can put your products directly in front of hundreds or even thousands of potential customers who are looking for new things to purchase. To help them, help them recognize your brand, remember your brand and go home with your pizzas. There are a few essentials. So. Don't just bring your tables, serving trays, and bookshelves. Remember to bring a tablecloth, maybe even with your logo, a banner with your logo to hang, some business cards so they can get back with you, product information cards, and a QR code to streamline payment. To get more in-depth information from a craft show veteran, I spoke to Terry at PuddlePirates.com projects. Terry from Puddle Pirate Projects. Thank you for joining the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I see you are a 21 year veteran of the Coast Guard. So thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. And you are also a veteran of several craft shows, including picking at the barn. And I believe we're recording this just a few days before your first show of the year. That's correct. What does that look like the first few days before the show or the last few days before the show? Uh, Crazy?
1: For the show, especially the first uh, few days before the first show of the year is absolute chaos. Uh, Just trying to get all the odds and ends together uh, before the big reveal.
0: So you're getting your – obviously your booth stuff ready, your – mostly inventory. That's primarily the big thing, just getting all the inventory ready.
1: Uh, yeah. Inventory. Um, but then just, you know, there's a lot of little things you overlook with, um, getting ready, just getting your price tags on everything, making sure you have your business cards, uh, making sure you have, you know, care tags on your cutting boards, things like that. So there's a lot of little things. Yeah.
0: So what do you feel has been critical for your success at these craft shows? I guess maybe even looking at last year, what was the critical parts?
1: Um, I think the critical part is first off, just getting out and doing it. Um, I think there's a lot of people who just, uh, you know, fail to pull the trigger and they're, they're nervous about just getting out and doing a show. And, you know, you're not going to make a million bucks, uh, your first show, you're not probably not going to make a million bucks, your last show. Um, you just got to get out there and try it and see what works and learn from what didn't work the last time. Um, And then also just have kind of the personal courage to talk to those other vendors around you who have been doing this a while and ask for pointers and ask for constructive criticism and feedback. I was going to mention uh, that because
0: you've mentioned in the past that you've gotten a lot of information from from other vendors. What's an example of some good tips that maybe they gave you uh, for your show?
1: Um, for your booth. Well, so picking at the barn is, uh, um, is a, it's not like a big fairgrounds style show. It's a more, it's a smaller, more intimate show. It's actually held on a family's, uh, property here in Monroe, Washington. Um, and the lady who runs it, Jen, she's an absolute, uh, godsend. Um, she's very, you know, she she comes and looks at everybody's booths and, um, I'll ask her for, all the time. And one of the things I learned from the last few shows is that um, it, it seems real, rather simple is not putting all your stuff on a flat table, but rather making displays and getting your stuff more vertical. You know, if, you, if you're selling signs, create some sort of mock wall that your signs would hang on so a customer can see how they would hang on a wall um, and, and things like that. So um, and see how other vendors have their setups um, established as well and learning from that.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I think I did mention some of the, getting your product at eye level Uh to the customer and, and using risers to get things uh, a little more vertical. Absolutely. Um, do you now, do you solicit
1: custom work at the shows? Um, I don't necessarily, uh, don't necessarily solicit it, but it definitely comes. So if somebody, um, they'll see a cutting board and they'll say, oh, this one's too big or this one's too small. And they'll say, can you make a larger one? Or can you make a smaller one? Or can you, you know, add our family's name on it? Um, and then, yeah. So you end up making potential clients there at the, um, at the, at the show, which is another, you know. Reason number twenty-seven: Why you should be, be, you know, engaging with your customers and clients, and um, you know, setting off your your brand uh, in a positive light to potential clients.
0: Are those uh, camp campsite style signs from last year still popular that you were making? Yeah,
1: those those tend to always yeah. be popular. Um, the national okay. style signs yeah yeah those right those tend to be popular and i've seen um like on Facebook over the last probably six months there's a lot of uh um I have a lot of competition now and uh, <laughs> it's, uh yes it's interesting
0: yeah they they caught on real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh are you expecting something different to be popular this year you're looking forward that you're looking forward to
1: um you know I'm always I never want to get part of what I like doing in woodwork is, is I like creating things. I don't ever want to get stuck in, you know, mass producing something. Um, even if I create, you know, signs as an example or a cutting board as an example, I don't ever want to create the same one over and over and over again. Um, that's boring Uh, for me at least. Uh, I want to some sort of uh, artistic expression come out in my work. So Um, I'm always trying new things. So I have, you know, every show I'm trying new signs and new, um, cutting boards or charcuterie boards or things like that. So I have some more outdoors style signs I've created. Um, I found that, uh, porch signs are very popular. So I have a whole array of porch signs from front porch signs to back porch signs. I didn't know back porch signs were a thing. Uh, my wife turned me onto that uh, last fall. And now I know it's a thing and yeah, <laughs> they do rather who sees them. What's that? Who sees them? Uh, you know, when you're sitting on your back porch, uh, drinking iced tea and barbecuing
0: oh, for yourself okay. For
1: yourself <laughs> friends. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, let's talk about, uh, sales transactions what type of payments do you accept at the shows? And what do you recommend for other craft show makers?
1: Okay, so typically um, in the past, I've always, you know, I've always taken cash, cash is king. um, And then I've always had a square reader where I could take uh, chip, swipe, Apple Pay. um, And then one of the things I've noticed at the last couple shows is a lot of folks have wanted to use venmo or paypal and while i have venmo and paypal for the business i haven't really been set up with my uh, inventory to be able to take it and register tax and all that stuff so this show i'm i'm my plan is to be set up to actually take venmo payments for my uh for my stuff as well as you know uh card and cash as. uh in addition to card and cash.
0: Mm-hmm. So it can get, there's a lot of transactions and there, there's various forms of payment. So it's a lot to keep track of. Do you go in with a, a list of inventory, beginning and ending, so you know what you sold or you just kind of know it
1: in your head? So we go in with, um, how do I put it? So usually I take an inventory, like we took an inventory last night uh, of what I have already on hand from previous shows so I know what I really need to crank out this week in order to get myself where I feel comfortable um, I like to have a lot of uh, you know I, I'm I probably do myself a disservice but I have I like to have a lot of variety um, rather than just a couple things um, in my booth um, so we took an inventory last night I'm gonna crank out a bunch so I have a pretty general idea and then when I do set up my Square um, app, I actually put all of my inventory into my Square app. So as I'm doing transactions, I don't have to pay attention to what I am selling. I don't have to mark it down somewhere. Square is actually taking, um, okay, taking account for that. And even if it's a cash transaction, um, you know, if there's several different things going on and you're trying to trying to math in the middle of holding a conversation. <laughs> potential client, plus making a sale. I just use square for that as well. And it will um, okay. manage your, um, your inventory plus, you know, show what you, um, brought in cash wise, uh, as well. So, and then, okay. okay right. to see all the things you sold and then be able to look back in a year or two, what you sold specifically at that show.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's some work up front to do, but the benefit on the backside is worth it even a year later.
1: Yeah. And, and the work up front really isn't a lot, usually square. Um, like when we're packing up a couple nights before, like the, my shop, usually two nights before I've got just piles of, of, uh, inventory kind of everywhere. And then my wife and I, we, we work together packing it up and I'll take Um, a photo of the items and I'll upload that photo to the square app as well. So that when I'm going to check a customer, I'm not looking for the verbiage. I find the photo of it and I click it to make it faster. Um, Okay. If, if my daughter is the one manning the booth and I have to run to the restroom, I can hand her my phone and the square app and it's easy for her to manage as well. Um,
0: Perfect.
1: So usually a couple days prior, I'm able to update square fairly easily as we're packing up all the tubs to be able to load out.
0: So the loading out, I, I think I mentioned that in the beginning of my podcast, there's a ton of work there, right? You, you you probably don't get to park necessarily right next to your booth, or maybe you do at this one. And then there's like, what do you got a couple of two wheelers and some carts and it's a whole situation.
1: Um, so this, so picking at the barn, um, we're fairly lucky. Um, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a ginormous venue, and you get to park fairly close to where your where your pop up is. Um, but for Christmas, my my, my wife uh, got me a really neat. Um, this is you know how nerdy you get into this whole doing shows thing. Uh, a really neat dolly that transforms into a, a cart and back into a two wheel dolly. Uh, I'm looking forward to using that, so.
0: (laughs) You were probably the most excited about that at Christmas time, right? Yeah. Screw all the shirts and the ties. Uh, You got the, you got a cool dolly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, you carry what you can and you take as many trips as you need to.
0: Right. Yeah. Summer heat. I'm sure that's sometimes not real fun either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, your booth is always awesome. You have the tent. You do the banner the signs, like you said, business cards, everything, all that stuff. And then I see you all, you bring merch also yeah. for your show. Do you ever sell? Do you get the, does anybody buy it?
1: Um, sometimes a little bit, you know, there's, it's always interesting because I have um, a fairly decent following through social media, which is awesome. And so there'll be folks that will show up and, you know, they'll buy a t-shirt or they'll buy a mug or, or, you know, they'll just stop to chat, which is fantastic. So i usually like hand them stickers or, or whatever. Um, just to, you know, say thanks for stopping in. And, um, yeah, so it's always good to have that stuff on hand and it's always fun to see your brand out walking around in town and you know, yeah, Hey, that's, that's me. Uh, and, and they don't even realize, you know, it, you know you're, know, you you're behind it. It's,
0: it just hit me that I didn't I have your shirt and I didn't wear it and it's um, I can't believe I didn't do that. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that is cool, right? I mean, that's one of the, you know, no one's getting rich on their merch. No. But to see somebody else wearing your stuff, yeah, I mean, you know, it is the cool part. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um it was in Arkansas on a family uh road trip. And I was wearing my Puddle Pirate shirt, and a young man came up behind me, and he was like, hey, that's you. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, that's me. And he's like, oh, sorry. He's like, I was in the Coast Guard as well, because Puddle Pirate is a derogatory term for somebody that's in the Coast Guard. And he was in the Coast Guard, and he he saw the name. He thought it was funny, so he Googled it really quick. And, of course, my face is all over the website. And he realized, like, hey, this guy wearing the shirt is the guy – um, standing in this ice cream shop. So when I got home, I had to order for a t-shirt from this young man I met in, uh, in Arkansas. That's so great. It was cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you never know how that's going to work. Do you? Absolutely. Right. That is awesome. Um, I, towards, we are getting to the end here. Is there Um, maybe a mistake you made at the beginning, or maybe an assumption you had about your first show that turned out to be incorrect.
1: It's definitely, it's definitely something you have to realize you're going to learn from. Um, You're not going to be great at it straight out of the gate. I'm uh, I'm an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. Um, I'm not great at just walking up to random people and starting conversations Um, So that's something that you do kind of have to do, but you also have to know when um, to step back and step out of the way and just let them, you know, peruse. Um, I think if anything, my first, I guess my first show, the one mistake I really did make was I made a lot of like um, high dollar things, like high end things. I really didn't have anything in like the 10 to $25 $25 category. So I probably missed out on a ton of sales uh, in the smaller category that I would have probably made. Um, had I had smaller items because people liked my work. They just weren't you know ready to drop $200 on a cutting board for some, from somebody they just met. So I think that's the one big learning um, thing. I, I probably took the fur from my very first show.
0: And so you recommend having a variety of price points going into a show? definitely.
1: Yeah. My, my first show was a, was a fall, uh, was a fall market. Um, I had, you know, everything was probably $65 or more. Um, and then my next show was a Christmas market. And that time around I made a lot of like stocking stuffers and Christmas ornaments. And those things sold like crazy. And in the process, I sold, you know, the stocking stuffers and Christmas ornaments, but I still sold some of the big stuff, too. But that was a great that was that was a very eye opening show for me.
0: Well, sir, I think that's everything I had for you. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about craft shows today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. All right. I'm Scott Shervitz, and thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Thank you to my co-author, Brian Shervitz, Associate Instructional Designer at the University of Wisconsin. And thank you to Terry of Puddle Pirate Projects for his extensive knowledge of what it takes to be successful during a craft fair. And subscribe to our podcast to get regular insights and tips for building your maker business. And you can get more information about building your brand, selling merch, and maintaining your business operations all at georgesupplyco.com. Marketing channel, you are 100% positive, works every time. Is your unboxing? Are you taking advantage of this valuable moment? Does your box stand out with branded shipping tape or a custom box, or does it blend in with the 10 Amazon boxes on the porch? When your box is opened, is there a thank you card inside? Maybe care and use instructions or a sticker? Are you giving the customer a reason to get even more excited with a small free gift or a coupon for their next purchase? George Supply offers a wide range of custom printing, including business cards, care and use cards, stickers, custom boxes, shipping materials, and much more. Available at georgesupplyco.com. dot com. Powered by Riverside FM.